0: Hey there, travelers, I'm Coley. And I'm Joshua. And we're the host of The Traveling Families Podcast.
1: We're a traveling family exploring the country as full-time RVers with our twin sons and dog on an indefinite road trip.
0: The Traveling Families Podcast is an interview show where we talk with other parents about their opinions, perspectives, and experiences in many of the areas that make up a traveling lifestyle.
1: So pour a drink and join us as we dive into the details of one family's journey. All right, Sarah and Jake, welcome to The Traveling Families Podcast. How are you guys today?
2: We're good. How are you?
1: We're doing well. We're we're trying to decide if the weather's going to rain on us or not.
0: I think <laughs> it thinks it's going to rain, and then it's going to change its mind in about 30 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we finally got some sunshine here in Ohio.
1: So tell us about your family. Who's traveling with you guys?
3: So there's five of us. So I'm Jake, and we have Sarah here. Hey. And then we have three boys. We have Max, Sawyer, and Caleb, and we also have a big dog with us named Archie.
2: Big doodle pup. <laughs>
1: big doodle pupples though is it a
0: he poodle is a double mix? doodle, a, double yeah, doodle? It's
2: a golden doodle and a labradoodle mix yeah
0: interesting <laughs> yeah so i think a, we're both true, like
2: a, trying to visualize this yeah
1: does it matter who the father was whether it was the golden doodle or the labradoodle to be a double doodle
2: i don't know i actually. don't know i think the dad's a double doodle but yeah he <laughs> looks like a golden doodle just with gray he's black and gray
0: cool very cool <laughs> yeah. So what are the, all of you traveling in?
2: We travel in a 37 foot travel trailer, grand design,
0: a
3: reflection, three, one, five, RLTS. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it does not have the bunk room, which okay. has been interesting for a family of five. Yeah, but For us, it was not forever. It was just for a year. Or so it worked for us financially and it helped with a lot of other things for us too. Having a little more space.
1: So what does bedtime setup
2: look like? bedtime setup can be crazy but you know our kids are like ten, seven, and 4 and so right now sleeping in the living room is like the best thing ever so like (laughs) they don't care one bit but we do have two couches and then they lay they set up their bedding every night and then the little one still sleeps with us so that gets that's fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. and
1: how long have you guys been traveling
2: um, It's been going on 15 months now. We set out for a year and we
0: made it a few yeah. months already past that.
3: Started February 21.
0: Yeah. Sound like us when we were getting closer to our launch. Because, like, I think along the plan was like, oh, we'll do it for a year. And then as it was getting closer and closer, I was like, wait a minute, there's 52 weeks in a year. There's 48 so states in the lower, like, in the continental United States. Like, mm-hmm. this does not compute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it seriously doesn't, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, but like, we moved fast because we financially only had a year to do it, and so we wanted to see everything we could.
3: So tell me more about
1: that. Why? What was the significance of a year, and how did you determine that?
3: Yeah, so I was in the Marine Corps, and I had some of the GI Bill left, and I was looking at a career change, so I decided to go back to school, and I did online schooling, and I had come up, had come up with a plan that was going to last a year. And so using that benefit, along with them paying my school, they would pay me a living stipend. So we went into it knowing that whether or not I got a remote job or something in the end, that we had a year of set income, as long as I was able to, you know, continue with my schooling.
2: Yeah. And so he just got a remote job. So now it's not like a hard end. But up until this point, when he got this job, we we knew it was
0: just a year. So it's been interesting. Well, congrats on getting the job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Josh was looking at me and was like, why don't you go back to school? Because I have the GI Bill. And I was like, <laughs> yes, when I finished, like I said, I was going to finish my degree by the time I finished 20 so that I would not leave without my free degree. However, yeah. I do not have any desire to go back to school. <laughs> like I have transferred that benefit to the kids. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. We got really lucky because it was something we wanted to really do this experience and It took us months to think of how do people pay for this? Like, how do they afford to do this? And this is the plan we came up with for us to be able to have this experience. So it's been a real special time for us.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. So that means that you were focused on school and then you had the rest of the time to to travel and spend with the family? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, it was pretty great.
1: And so what kind of remote job did you get into?
3: Uh, So now I'm working as a software developer. And so that's what I went to school for over this last year and it's it's all brand new to me but it's really exciting and challenging and it's been great.
1: What kind of work did you do? What was your career field in the Marines?
3: In the Marines I worked as like an aviation electrician. like uh, They call it avionics. I was working on V-22 Ospreys and then uh, I got out and I pretty much had like an HR career after that. I was working in human resources and once we got a taste of that remote life during COVID, and then my job was getting ready to go back in person, I realized that I was really loving that time that I was spending with my family, and it was just time to change things up.
0: That mm-hmm. kind of jumpstart everything for us. So why did you guys like start the traveling side? Because I get like wanting to hold on to the remote, and like who wants to go back to work after you've proven that you can do it from the comfort of your home, right. even a little extra time with the family, like you said. So what was your why of getting on the road and traveling?
2: Before we, we had moved to Texas previously for the job in HR. And before that we had plans to travel internationally and Mm. it didn't work out. We were going to try to travel with um, Space space, A, which is military flights that have extra seating available for families. And it goes in kind of like a order of who gets the first opportunity to the last. So we were already kind of like, turning our wheels on how could we travel together. We knew it was something that we wanted to do and experience together. And then when COVID hit, we just found all these YouTube channels and it kind of like really solved a lot of our like desires. Like, oh, we can attain this, we can do this. We have a plan on how to do this. And it kind of filled that, that, we, that thing we wanted to do previously.
1: So you saw all these people online doing it. What made you decide to start sharing your own stuff? And where are you sharing that?
2: Yeah, I mean, we saw a few people online doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a a few at the time. And we were just, like, kind of hungry for, like, more and more, trying to find as much as we could. Now we know there's, like, all these other creators out there, which is awesome. But at the time, we just were looking for anything and everything we could because it was something we were interested in. And now... Yeah, we create, probably not as aggressive as some other people out there, but you can find us on Instagram at Venturing Together. And we do have a little bit of a YouTube channel. I'm working on it now. We're kind of doing a twist with it where now that our year that we had planned is over, we're going to go back in a hindsight perspective, which I don't think is out there. So I'm hoping we can bring a little something different to our YouTube channel.
1: Cool. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a, a different twist on it that I haven't seen before
0: yeah Yeah. so with connecting and sharing one of the biggest questions that always comes up even with people that have been on a road for you know months or years is like so how are you getting connected to the internet <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah between content sharing and going to school full-time and things like that internet has just been i would say like probably one of the biggest
2: pain points, pain
3: points for us
2: absolutely we use nomad internet we have mixed feelings about them. We've gone through about four SIM cards with them. One has worked fantastic. Three have not worked so great. I, It's a frustration every time you have to talk with them. But I mean, as far as like, who's out there with like the most internet for the lowest amount of money and like non-throttled, I feel like they are Probably the ones, and it seems like most people are using them. We have recently switched to trying T-Mobile home internet, which is a new thing. So we'll see how that goes. I know we do have T-Mobile. We've used them a lot. We had a hotspot before this, and it worked pretty good most places. Not Mm -hmm. Florida, but it did okay most of the United States. So we're excited to try that out.
1: While on the road this past year, how did you guys handle things like healthcare, doctors, dentists, orthodontists, veterinarian?
2: Yeah, that's kind of, like, my forte, I think. Trying to, like, manage it all, all the people, all the family members. So, we, we've we been back to Ohio how many times? Like,
3: We came through a few times, and that kind of worked out in our favor for sort of hitting those boxes.
2: Yeah, doctors and dentists. However, Archie, our dog.
3: Yeah, I would say he was actually the bigger challenge. Like, we were down in Florida, and he got bit by another dog pretty badly. and. Oh. Then it was like a scramble trying to find... It was a weekend, too. and I think it may have even been a holiday weekend. Yeah. And so it was a scramble to try to find somewhere to take him because he had a pretty bad injury and needed to be seen. We did end up finding a vet that we used because we hit Florida a few times. So we mm-hmm. did end up having hit checkups and shots for him through there. But, yeah, that I think that was pretty tough, being able to find somewhere, short notice to take your, your dog. Right. Definitely not easy.
2: Right. We also had a few, um, like... Minute clinic stops. We mm-hmm. like to use that at CVS whenever it's available. Things like we had a strep case with one of our kiddos and uh, ear infection in Florida, and so whenever that's available, we just try to use that whenever possible
0: for little things like you know that pop up. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip. I, I, you know, I don't think about them when I think about like urgent care. I always think about all those signs on the, you know, the the urgent mm-hmm. cares or emergency that's really not an yeah. ER. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, and
2: actually, it was even cheaper, I think, like when our bill came in for that
0: compared to even just a regular doctor visit. So that was interesting. Nice. That's awesome. So how are you guys (sighs) meeting spiritual needs? Because I know that's another thing that comes up. Like when you leave your hometown, it's great that you were able Mm -hmm. to like kind of circle back and go in for those annual dentist or doctors. But a lot of people like to meet in person regularly.
2: Right. So. Yeah,
3: our church has a big online presence so being able to just connect and they they like what i want to say like they 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 show it live so you can kind of get in there and even comment with other people that are watching from home
2: and they do the worship live which is different than a lot of other Mm -hmm. we've tuned into a few different ones over the past few years but i like that they do the worship service live. it kind of brings another aspect so red rocks austin Mm -hmm. you can check them out on youtube (laughs) they have an excellent um on the road service and um, we've been really lucky to keep following along with them yeah pretty th- much
0: all year yeah that's great they've that been able to have that connection continue
1: what are you guys doing to handle schooling on the road
0: schooling on the
2: road we are homeschooling we were homeschooling because of covid so we just continued that it didn't really change for us when when the schools went to online learning we pulled the boys and we picked up with the good and the beautiful which is the curriculum we use. And it's good. Like, we just, I love that it's flexible that we can integrate what we're learning at like national parks and science, and we're at the beach one day or whatever might come up, and we can just supplement with all those experiences, which has been amazing. And then we really hit it hard with like math and uh, language arts every day with the actual curriculum. So, yeah, it's been, it's been really great. Easy to follow, easy to open and go, kind of like concept is how they run
3: and the kids enjoy it
2: that i'm sure
0: helps make life a little easier when it comes to yeah. <laughs> school time it
2: depends on the day but yeah for the most part that they really
0: they seem to enjoy it something that our kids have recently re found that they really love is along the math lines is this app called math tango because they've made it into this like almost it's a review game, game. No. Yeah. yeah but it's really Ooh. good for doing puzzles just re, you know reinforcing your times tables and it can be set for little kids like subtraction and you know addition or it can be set for a little bit older and you're just working your division and your multiplication so
2: that would um, be awesome especially on like travel days it does get hard to sit down with mm-hmm. our lessons especially if it's been a long day and then we'll have to flex those days with other days throughout the week mm-hmm. so something like that
0: where you can hand them the tablet or the phone and they're actually
2: getting some education that day is super helpful.
0: Definitely. And even like the video game portion of it, like there's these missions and they're written out questions. They don't read them too. It's not like they can hit play to hear the question. So, right. I mean, they still say, mom, dad, can you help us read this? But yeah, yeah. Um, but it also is forcing them sometimes I'll, I'll like i hear them sounding it out themselves and like sometimes they don't ask any questions they just go with it and so of so good also sneaking in some reading
2: exactly yeah. oh we'll mm-hmm. have to try that
1: what did you guys decide to go with for full-time rv insurance
2: um we bank with usaa so usaa does offer rv insurance but they offer it with a I guess they call it a third party and they use progressive. So I don't really know the situation they have together, but it does prompt you towards progressive. So mm-hmm.
0: USA and progressive. Yeah. I don't, I don't know yeah. exactly which yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then what about mail while on the road? Mail on the road. We do have
2: one really good tip on this one actually, but uh, mail on the road for the most part, we were, we were forwarding our actual mail to my parents here in Ohio mm-hmm. where we're at now. But, um, in Florida, in Orlando, everyone hits up Orlando RV Resort every year in Florida. And I heard this year they were charging $5 yeah,
3: a package. Yeah.
2: a package, And we were there during winter Christmas. And there's actually a post office, like, I don't know, like, less than a mile next to the resort. And so it was 35 bucks for three months to have a P.O. box. And you could receive packages for free. So if you're listening is a great option if you're going to be somewhere you know like a couple months especially during the holidays that was so worth every penny
1: and then were you able to accept because po boxes don't often accept ups or fedex stuff did you run into any issues of certain
3: things not being accepted uh, no we, we didn't we even have had had like a, we had a mattress even delivered there and that was no problem yeah to the post office oh. hmm
0: that's yeah. awesome
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
1: i wonder exactly. if I'm curious to know if they set up this program because there's so many snowbirds there in RVs. Oh, I bet it is. Or if, if it's if it's a nation, because I've definitely been to some post offices where they're like, no, this is FedEx. We can't accept it.
2: Yeah. And mattress then, delivered. We ordered uh, electric bikes. So that was another big thing that we were chasing. Like, where is those going to get delivered? And where are we going to be when that happens? But we did talk to, I think like FedEx and they said, well, if it's, You can have it directly um, delivered to their location. They'll hold it as well. So Mm. that's another option if you know something's coming and you might have a concern about that.
1: Yeah, we've so when we got Starlink delivered, I forget who ships it if it's UPS or FedEx, but both Walgreens and CVS also have access points. And so if you know which company they're going to ship with, you can actually use the drugstore's address, and they'll hold it for you. All you have to do is show an ID. We've used that a few times.
2: That is yeah. so helpful. And then also we've used the Amazon lockers here and there yes. once in yes. a while, we which love is always Amazon. so great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Until
1: it tells you your item's too big and it can't go yeah. in the locker. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, another note, because, like, I had a situation where I had heard about, like, oh, you can use general delivery. You just find the post office in your zip code that is the main one, and you right. can have it delivered there. And I, w- I thought I was being so careful. I went on to the USPS website, and I was – um said okay it accepts general delivery this is the one so because I wanted to order something it was like photo tiles off snapfish or something and I was like sweet we're going to be here for a couple weeks it can arrive and I did it and when I went in to pick it up I got like the third degree grill of like how did I, did I sign up for general delivery? <laughs> so you can, but they want you to change your address, like do a change of address. And if you're so, if you're gonna be somewhere like you guys were for that couple months, you could do a change of address to the general delivery, and it's a service that they offer. I don't even know if they charge for mm-hmm. it, but that's another route because um, I think some uh, states you have it's a little more specific for the PO boxes. You like you almost have to have a physical address to court like go with it
1: yeah i'm wondering if you just got a bogus usps thing because i've heard plenty of people use general delivery in the past and they didn't forward their official address to a general delivery at you know podunk <laughs> post mm-hmm. office in utah so i don't maybe you just got a. I don't know what, well don't take that as as
0: it disgruntled <laughs> word. yeah maybe we just got some hey i got my photo <laughs> tiles i was happy <laughs> mm-hmm. that is
2: all that matters
1: is there anything that you guys miss from living in a sticks and bricks?
2: There's a lot of things, honestly, that we miss. I think just the internet, obviously. I think it's yeah. probably similar across the board for everyone. Consistent internet, higher speeds. And we miss we miss our stuff. Our boys, like, because we don't have a bunkhouse, we have a larger living space and we have a, a separate bedroom. But with the dog, he was young when we moved into the RV. And so... It's been hard for them to not be able to have all their toys out because the dog will eat them. And, and there's like every week, several times a day, they're like, where's our this? And we're like, oh, it's in the pod. It's in the storage pod. And mm-hmm. so like there are things like we do miss some of our things. We haven't gone without much, yeah. but the kids specifically ask about different toys and then. Is there anything else that you really miss? Yeah, uh,
3: I think it's like kind of random, but I really miss having a nightstand. I it's just like every night getting in bed, like just not having that space for your water or your phone or whatever it is. I just that's like it's just like a, such a minor convenience that you normally that you take for granted. I'm excited to have one of them next to my bed again someday. Which yeah. is funny cuz yeah.
2: we even have little shelves next to our bed, but I guess like you, it just doesn't serve the, the exact same purpose as yeah. like probably your nightstand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How did you plan your routes and the locations and destinations you were going to visit, or and continue to visit?
2: I did most of the travel planning. We chased good weather first and foremost. We mapped out basically every single thing we possibly could think of or Google anything Anything that that sounded like we want to see. Yeah, and then from there, we we just kind of like looked where everything was on the map, put little pins everywhere, you know, on like Google My Maps. Is what we use. And then we kind of drew a route from that. So we ended up going out to Colorado and then down into Utah, up California, into Washington, over Yosemite. Well, that's California up to Washington. Yellowstone is what I meant down to Yellowstone and then back over to the East Coast. So it was just a big loop, but we use my maps and
0: Google really, have you guys handled staying connected with friends and or connecting with friends you meet on the road?
3: Yeah. One way that I ended up having like uh, like some social time is just getting on and doing like Zoom hangouts with some friends and, you know, playing some different games together, like little party trivia games together. I found that to be like a really awesome way to just kind of connect and, and unwind, turn off like the dad side of my brain and just just kind of hang out.
2: Yeah, and it was kind of a lonely year for us because we were traveling so quickly, fast. And most other families don't travel this fast. We were setting up and tearing down every three to five at the longest days. So usually every three days or even sometimes sooner. So we didn't really get to meet a lot of families until the Creator Conference where we met you guys. So now I just keep track online with everybody. It's so fun to see everybody's different channels and their different pages and what they're doing and where they're at and it just it really it creates such a community it's great
3: doing this without social media would be such a different experience
2: it would be really lonely Mm -hmm. without social yeah
1: most definitely jake what kind of trivia games were you playing online
3: have you guys ever heard of the jackbox party games yes
0: yeah yeah i think we've played that actually with friends
3: any of those games are just a great time i think anybody can just play them and everybody just laughs. I mean, they're, they're it's almost impossible to not have fun while you're playing those games.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake's a big gamer, too, like Xbox and PlayStation.
0: Unfortunately, the Internet doesn't really help
2: you with that. But once in a while, hop on there with the friends.
0: Yeah, one of the things that we actually started, even before hitting the road, but due to COVID, and it's sad that it's taken a pandemic for us to realize we could do this since... It's not like some new technology came out, but we would hop on a Zoom and also have like a virtual game night because we always enjoyed Mm -hmm. having game nights with our friends. But as being military, we would move every two to three years. Um, And so our friends become scattered. And so we would actually hop on and we like playing code names. There's a website that is free and allows you to play like everyone can log in and they can see the same board and actually like playing it better online than i do (laughs) in person unless you can play like the picture version but like for the words themselves yeah because it color codes them you don't have to like if you're the spy master you have to worry about like wait a minute which one is mine i mean it still kind of sucks to be the spy master but (laughs) it's okay
1: it's a website called horsepaste.com and it's just a bunch of vocabulary words that they throw onto the same board set up as the the code names game but so we'd have Zoom open on, on one device and then the playing mm-hmm. board open on another, and everybody would log into the same game board. And it was, it was really cool. We've done quite a few of them that way, and it was, it's a, it's a fun game because it always changes. It's never going to be repetitive because the words mm-hmm. are always changing. And then as soon as you add a different person or a different thing, but yeah, that's cool. We have played Jack in the box games as well. And it's, it's awesome that we can figure out ways to do that virtually. Um, because yeah. especially as parents now, like it's not feasible to go out all the time. And so right. if, if we can put the kids to bed and then just go to the kitchen table and hop on a zoom call and play a game, and then go to bed when we're done without having to drive home. Like that's a win, win, win. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. We'll have to do that sometime. You guys, that sounds fun. Yeah, definitely. And then it's just awesome too. like at the conference where we met you, like just, that's kind of convenient too. When you have your kids and your little houses parked there and then they, some resorts offer like great amenities mm-hmm. where you can just hang out together. That was so fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Most definitely. That was enjoyable time. And I think as we look through our year, plus of what we've already got scheduled events are what are the big, the big boulders in our, our list of, you know, everything else is kind of filling in around places we need to be. Or like right now we're we're going to go to our nephew's wedding this weekend and then other conferences to, cause it's all about, you know, you can do things online and do virtual summits, but it's no, no substitute for actually being in place with people because as much as you learn. And I learned at that conference in the sessions it's all the time outside of the sessions that actually move the needle for me.
2: Definitely. Mm -hmm. And like, I think the first year, right, we were new. And so we're chasing these places that we've never been. And then I think like, as we would keep traveling, it would definitely be, we've started making connections with people and meeting back up with them is a big driving force Mm -hmm. too, I think. And I think that everybody kind of goes through that. Like they chase the place, they meet friends and then, then that's how you keep going.
1: So I'm curious to know the answer to this question because we co-slept when the boys were little, but we were in a house that had a separate bedroom that we could go to and have time to ourselves. In your RV where you've got the bedroom with your youngest in the bed and no other place to go, how are you guys maintaining an intimate relationship between yourselves?
2: (laughs) Well, we kick him out. Yeah. (laughs) He's five, so we can't
3: come out. But yeah, it's pretty much one of those situations. Like, you can all have whatever kind of screens you want. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> get get the Nintendo Switch fired up or whatever it is. Yeah.
2: And we got a washer dryer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh oh, yeah. you have a washer and dryer. I'm jealous now. But yeah, yeah. not necessarily for that purpose, but like just in general. <laughs> Like, that's probably one of my misses from a Sticks and Bricks. I know we didn't talk about it earlier, but, like, yeah. yeah. Wash and dryer. Definitely. Ah. I love that you kick him out. Like, right. here you go. There's a the Nintendo. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's so much that happens that we don't even get to, like, connect. We don't even get to have conversations, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, we just need a minute. Let us figure our thoughts out together. And, like, yep. so... You know, you got to kick the kids out and you just need a few minutes or, you know, watch TV in the evenings and just whatever. to.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We definitely still tried to like, yeah, like still just do something like, you know, we we'd go a lot of time without having like good connection. But like when we would, hey, we want to try to catch up on some of our favorite shows this evening. So, you know, like just, yeah, lots of different ways to stay, find ways to just let the kids be entertained out in the other, the other room. And
2: yeah. But for the other side, kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So
1: now that you've got income secured, how long do you intend to travel?
2: That is a question that we are just going over daily right now because you know, like I, we're, it's hard for us. Like we do miss having a stable place to pause. I mm-hmm. don't want to stop traveling. Mm-hmm. I. I want to already go back to the places we've been and I want to see all the people we've met. But I also, it was really hard for us in the winter time, just doing the shuffle back and forth from the same RV resorts. And it would just have been really nice to be able to pause. And so I don't know, we're kind of playing around with some different things, like maybe getting a home base and then traveling from there and then that brings different questions like would the kids go back to school and then like we want to still travel how what does that look like would we do it all summer would we go half a school year would we still homeschool and just go whenever we want it's hard because like we have a lot of flexibility with his job and i don't work and so it's really schooling and um we're we're just trying to figure that out
3: yeah part of it is that like we're in ohio because we're having some repairs done on our rv And so we've been staying uh, with Sarah's parents for the last month or whatever it is. And I I only started my job since we've been here. So we haven't really seen what my job in the RV looks like. I spend a lot of time during the day in meetings. And so traveling, like travel days would be limited to weekends. And so trying to figure out even what that looks like, because we're so used to moving quickly But now it would be a matter of needing to only be able to travel on weekends and also staying places that always have a very solid internet connection. So Mm. it would be a much different experience than we've had so far because pretty much it was the exact opposite way of living the last year.
2: So I think for summer, we're just going to kind of bounce around, maybe get up to Michigan. I think we want to maybe do New England in the fall and – We're just trying to take it easy and see what's best for our family. So we'll keep you guys updated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that definitely sounds like a conundrum, having to go from one end of the spectrum all the (laughs) way to the other end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we met. When we, one of our first stops, like in our first month, we actually went, because we use escapees for our mail. And we're like, you know what? Our address is now Livingston, Texas. We should actually, you know, it's not too far away. We should go check out Livingston, Texas. <laughs> and so we, and they have a state park, and it was nice. It was, we were there, and we ran into our very first full-time family that has zero to do with, you know, like online presence. But yeah. It was just cool. And they had kids and like my kids see a kid and they just zero in and be like, you want to play? And so right. we got to chatting and they said that has been their rhythm is they actually will stay somewhere Monday through Friday and leave and use the weekend for their travel day because they just, they are trying to get away from like the busyness of like all the weekend campers, but they were also doing a lot in like state parks and stuff. So I mm-hmm. don't think that would help your internet situation <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah so i mean we were thinking about starlink we're still kind of watching everybody that got it to see how is that working for them and how remote are they able to get and you know it's still new so we're we're watching everyone else so we'll definitely be watching you guys with the starlink
1: yeah sure. i think if you've got a lot of video conferences and meetings to be in it's definitely not a silver bullet at this point yeah Yeah.
2: so maybe when that straightens out a little we'll have a little clearer idea
3: but we're also kicking around the idea of maybe swapping out our rig setup because that's kind of part of it like right now with the setup we have travel days are just a little tough uh we can't like travel as far you know as we'd like to in one day so we're kind of tossing around the idea of maybe downsizing to something a little a little smaller more mobile that would allow us to um
2: make some serious yeah business. to like
3: cover more ground on travel days to make something like that worth it hmm. So what about your current rig do you really enjoy?
2: I love the washer dryer. <laughs> mm-hmm. When we moved into an RV, we had like two or three stipulations that needed to have a door that could with lock. With a lock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. For obvious reasons. We needed to have a washer dryer, and then we wanted a larger refrigerator. And ours isn't residential, but it's a double RV fridge, so it's pretty big. Okay. And those were our three big things, and I and we got all those with that rv but i think we just want to be a little more flexible it's 37 foot travel trailer which is very long because Mm -hmm. a fifth wheel goes over the bed of your truck you know but this it doesn't it's a bumper pull so it's a lot on move days Mm -hmm. so something just a little shorter would be helpful
3: what are you guys towing it with we have an f-250 and so that 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 might actually be my favorite part of our <laughs> like we we never had a truck before and so we got a, a Ford F two fifty it's a diesel and that's been a lot of fun to have just getting around different areas and getting to turn on four wheel drive's been cool so yeah. so I I enjoy having that but it we we we're kind of liking maybe the idea of like a class C or something yeah. that would that would allow us to have shorter stops like we just feel like we we lose a lot of time on our travel days when we get off for gas and things like that so.
2: I don't know about you guys, but we max out at five hours and we like to stay closer to four because Mm -hmm. we add two to every drive day, like two hours, whether we stop once or twice or we stop to eat or make sandwiches or whatever it is. It's always seems to be about two hours longer than what we plan for.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's about right. And we always like tell ourselves we're going to keep it short and then like we'll get Mm -hmm. behind the wheel and if it's a good day i'm like well let's keep going especially if it's like like where we're we gave ourselves two days to travel and we were just gonna like you know find a parking lot or you know boondock somewhere as a stopover so we're Mm -hmm. like let's just keep going
3: yeah
2: (laughs) yeah we definitely Um, like to keep it flexible when we're going a long distance as well same kind of situation
1: i saw a photo the other day of a, a class c someone had converted the parents slept in the over cab and then they had Two bunks of three each in the back so they could sleep six kids. Wow. wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's tight.
1: What's been the hardest part about this past year in the traveling lifestyle?
2: I think for me, it was like just being kind of not as social. I'm a social person. And up until that conference that we went to, that was the most I had talked to anybody basically the whole year outside of social media, you know, but like in person. And so for me, it was just like having actual interaction with people and and I'm social like at all the RV parks but when you move that fast it's it's not easy to you know make friends so for me and I think for the kids too like they same kind of thing moving so fast you're in it and you're enjoying every aspect and there's so much thrown at you but for me the hardest part was definitely interactions with people
3: I think for me and and I I definitely agree with that and I think that was a big problem. But I think for me it was the feeling of that I could never just relax with the way we moved so fast. Don't get me wrong, like it was all great and we were so excited for every day, all the adventures. But like we never we just never really had a day of
2: let's just sit on the couch (laughs) and
3: watch some T V today or, you know, let's sleep in and just, you know, keep sweatpants on all day. Every day was kinda like go, go, go. Either was like a hike or something we're seeing or it was a travel day. Um,
2: So it was like all great, but also exhausting, you know, and people tell you this full-time travelers that have done this for years. They'll tell you slow down.
3: You you just like, we would be somewhere like in Florida by the beach and, of course you want to be every day out at the beach and in the pool and just living it up. But then you just also were like, man, I just would kind of like to be lazy today. (laughs) Uh, we never really did that. So I think that was something that kind of was like, yeah, it's, it's tiring in a good way, but it is tiring. Yeah,
0: Most definitely. We did a mad dash the first month. And then we took a month off for the holidays in December and we spent it, you know, in a six bricks at my in-laws and had a family and it was, really great time. And then when we, we were like, we got to slow down when we get back into the RV. Mm-hmm. And we really haven't. So <laughs> I feel you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, you guys are already in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are going to hopefully try to do a little bit of that this summer and slow down a bit ourselves. Yeah, so that, you know, those are the hardest things you've had. But there's obviously been something that's make you want to go past a year. So what's been one of your like this is awesome or this is why I continue to travel or kind of want to continue to fit a nomadic or traveling lifestyle into your future.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I think
2: like one of the best experiences for us was when we parked our RV at the beach parking in Venice, Florida, and we were a couple hundred, like a hundred yards maybe from the beach and our house was right there. And it was such a surreal experience to be able to just have it all, and I think like that's a big driving force, like knowing where our house is, knowing we have everything with us. Like we pulled off the side of the road in, like
3: and New- Big Sur, yeah, also and big-, was one. big Sur
2: was a good one. And then in New England, because it was foggy all of a sudden, and we wanted to do family photos, and we had everything with us, so we just pulled off, did them, and then hopped back in like nothing ever happened. And it was just, it's just so fun. I think like the spontaneous part of it is. Mm-hmm kind of addicting. I mean, I think we also are big people that like change, like, we like that for some reason. Yeah. Also with the military, I think, I like to say, like, it kind of broke us, I think we got used to not making decisions and like, them telling us where we were going to live and when we had to move. And so it's hard for us to pick like where we belong. And we've been trying to figure that out. But this lifestyle just really agreed with us because... You don't really have to right. pick. Yeah. <laughs> but we really like it. Mm-hmm. It's been a good experience. Plus, like, there's so much to see and we've, we'll have we never see it all. But we want to keep going and I want to go back to a lot
0: of places. Yeah. I feel like you just spoke from my own head and heart <laughs> about, like, how the military and then adjusting to, like, being able to make decisions about where. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? i like, let's just go travel and we'll find a place. Once a place feels right, we'll, like, you know. I don't Settle think down, we'll ever but... find that. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: I think that's just something we know about ourselves now. And you're not the only other military family that has said that when I've said that out loud.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That
2: Another family we know is like, that resonates with us so much. And yeah. maybe it's just what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What are some of the failures you guys have had on the road? Do you have any horror stories?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have like one major horror story.
2: We've run into a few little things, like getting stuck. On like a- You pull
3: into the wrong parking lot and, you know, there's just not a good turnaround and you're kind of, you're just in it and you have to figure it out, but yeah. it sucks. I think like one of like the minor things, but it was a common problem for us. We did a lot of national parks and we just never, even though we knew better, we never stopped ahead of time for groceries and stuff. So we'd get to like the national park area. Have to pay an arm and a leg for expired, expired groceries <laughs> and stuff.
2: But also, the biggest thing was when we were in New York.
3: Yeah, we were traveling through New York on our way to New England, and it had been like a long drive day, and I missed a turn, and so I just kept following GPS, and it was telling me. I think it said I had to make a U turn or something, and it
2: said that there was a break in the road. Our yeah, GPS, like randomly, couldn't tell us if the road continued. It just it looked. Blank. It
3: was a long road that looked like it had essentially was like two two like dead ends that kind of meet with like some wooded area or something so Mm -hmm. uh, we're cruising down this tiny road it was a very small residential road and we see this humongous like mile long driveway and uh super wide so I just like pull up and I back into the driveway to make like a like a three-point turn type deal and Sarah hops out of the truck to be my eyes making sure that we don't go off into their lawn or anything crazy and um anyway there was like a house being built down at the end of this long road and there's a million trucks down there and it just looked like employees or whatever building a house and um all of a sudden some guy comes like sprinting down the driveway and he's just already at you know a 10 yeah he's already at a 10 and he's screaming and cursing get off my property blah 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 and it was like hey like sorry like we thought we had a we we thought we had to turn here like we didn't damage anything we we're trying to be on our way sarah comes gets in the truck and before he could like get out of there he picks up a rock from the end of his driveway and throws it through the rear window of our rv shattering the window and so i'm like you know I, obviously i'm going to call the cops and he yells it doesn't matter and him and all these trucks all speed off but it was
2: the, scary it was
3: yeah the kids are screaming the dogs barking you know there's glass in the street all it was very intense so Forge- then
2: we had a hole in our... RV we had, yeah. And we had to figure that out on the go, and it was getting dark, and... That was definitely a really hard day for us. Yeah, that
3: was, I would say it was for sure the worst experience we had on the road. But it worked out for us. Like, the police came and, like, they, they were they were just amazing. And they handled everything. And in the end, the guy had to pay for the window. But that didn't help us. We we still had to go, like, four months with cardboard taped up <laughs> over our big rear window. And, and it, you know, it just, it was, Jeez. I think, like, the worst part maybe for me that night was when we... We finally got to our site. Now it was dark by the time we got there. And then my wife's in there, like, picking up glass from where our kids sleep. I think that was probably, like, the angriest I felt at that guy, you know, during that moment. It was just like, Mm -hmm. we're finally off this long, busy day. And you want to just feel like you're in your cozy home. And there's glass everywhere. And it was, yeah, that was tough.
2: Yeah, so... Don't oh. turn around in people's driveways. Not that we wanted to, but it was kind of like a there's no other option kind of situation. Wow. Uh,
1: oh, uh, so obviously they got a hold of him after the fact. Was there any justification? or? Re- like, no. He, were you like he, the eighth <laughs> person who turned around in his driveway that <laughs> day or something?
3: I think he was just a jerk. I mean, we... He a lot. interested get arrested. A, yeah, a lot went into it. I guess like he he's like a big shot in his small town or whatever, so he kind of, I get the idea that he thinks he's kind of bulletproof and that was his comment. It doesn't matter. You know, when I said I was calling the police, he was very arrogant. Like the police gave him our number because we we weren't trying to get anything. We didn't need him to get in trouble. But it was like, you're obviously going to pay to fix this. And we tried to get him to Venmo us the money and he was just really arrogant and rude. He was, yeah, just not a good person to deal with. So um, in the end, he ended up getting arrested and, you know, dragged out of his house in front of his family and stuff. And, you know, that that's on him. We, we were trying to avoid all that. But I think he, I think he's just a jerk. Like, I, I think most people have a lot of really good in them. And I'm sure he does. But I think I think he's a jerk. Like, just kind of a jerk of a person.
1: <laughs> he's got to uncover it somehow. Yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. That I think you're just... listening. Yeah.
1: That classifies as a horror story, yeah. For yeah,
2: sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a bummer for sure, but it's and, fixed now.
3: Yeah. yeah, and you know what? New England was still a really great part of our trip, so yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it was worth it.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that speaks to you and your own attitude <laughs> to like not <laughs> let such a person ruin your experience of mm-hmm. it.
2: You're gonna um, find them was... anywhere. Yeah. Somebody somewhere mm-hmm. is gonna
0: make you mad, and it's just part of
2: it. Just roll with it yeah
0: yeah outside of that i mean i guess with him paying for it you didn't have to get your insurance or anything involved or or did they
2: um yeah we did we got our insurance involved because we didn't know the cost of it please mm-hmm. just thought oh safe flight but it, it ended up being quite a bit of money to repair and then labor and everything so that and then we also had a gas pump <laughs> pulling away which kind of ripped up the back of the rv but it, luckily for us it was around the same time so yeah you're just
1: nice. gonna run into stuff you know yeah yeah literally and, and figuratively
0: i was <laughs> gonna say that literally any so i mean one of our goals with it, the traveling families podcast is for those families thinking about jumping in you know getting to hear some firsthand experiences and that is one that I hope nobody else gets to experience (laughs) but any any like with dealing with the insurance company or even dealing with the police on that any lessons learned or any like things like oh if we had done this it might have been smoother we don't um, have a
2: dash cam and if we would have had a dash cam this would have been a no-brainer, because he denied that he did it, even though I stood next to him as he screamed at my husband's face. We saw him. He said it was his home, but still denied it. And so definitely have a dash cam, you guys. Yeah. We still don't have one, but we need to get one. And having the dash cam would have solved everything. If you have any kind of problem, film it. Like, yeah, just I know pull it's going to be out. annoying, and it might not feel right at the time, whether you're documenting your travels or whether you want to safeguard yourself for insurance or police reports like film what's happening film what's happening and film the people and film every little less detail you can because you never know what you're going to use and i think that's the biggest thing for us mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's i think that's totally true my mind has never been in like i've never been in like a a heated situation or some kind of emergency situation and thought to pull out my phone to start recording. It just, I've never gone there, but boy, like as a, as a husband, a father, just like, I I was regretting that decision so much that, you know, for the next week, why didn't I just record this guy? Because the dude was losing his mind from the second he approached us. You know, I should, why didn't I think to pull out my phone? It would have made this all so much easier and maybe would have even prevented him from, from doing that if he knew he was being Mm -hmm. recorded. And, but I think like that, that, has taken like its effect on us. Like not long after that, someone like sideswiped us at a at like a a turn, like a traffic Round circle about. around. Just like someone like sideswiped my truck. um It was like super minor, but as soon as they did it, they like took off and we knew. I didn't knew. know how much damage was done. My mirror like bent all the way forward, and I didn't know if it was going to be broken or what. So I following this person, trying to make sure like. Not again. You know, I'm going to make sure I document what's happening here. And then that ended up being, like, nothing. But the point is, it's like Sarah and I were both, like, quick to, like, get our phones, start recording things, like, to protect them, protect us. You know, I think that's really beneficial.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And definitely have that um, full-time insurance because you don't want to run into a situation where you're underinsured.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Looking back, someone who's not yet left but is going to be leaving what lessons or what would you tell yourself as you're about to leave to do differently
3: Hmm.
2: oh my gosh i mean for us it was don't sell your house but that's (laughs) that's up to everyone individually because the market's been nuts but we would have been better off renting it i would say it's going to cost you way more than you're expecting i would say it's worth every penny
3: yeah i mean I, i and i agree with that i just think like I would say something like I wish we would have done differently is maybe focused more on preparing with like just like emergency supplies. Like when we did hit that gas pump and I only had like four inches of duct tape left, mm-hmm. that was a problem. Like, really wish that I would have like made it a better priority to like have, you know, materials like that on a hand. Good go bag. Yeah. Like, I think it's really easy when you're researching this, when you start seeing all these people online. You think that you need like just every everything, every gadget and everything, and I think that we focused way too much on that, and maybe didn't focus on some of the more common things that really come up. So I think just maybe, maybe being a little more realistic about things that we maybe, you know, that we needed to do to prepare ourselves for our journey. Yeah
2: um i would say like make sure you have money and savings because things do come up your truck your car or whatever your rig is gonna break down all the time emergencies come up with your kids and your families and strangers throwing rocks in the back window or whatever just (laughs) be prepared it's gonna go sideways and just be prepared for it but it's still so fun like after Mm -hmm. we hit that gas pump and our back of our rv was kind of ripped open we duct taped it up and we still went to Glacier and we had
3: and Yellowstone a great time and... in
2: Yellowstone. And we kept going and like, just don't let it get you down. Don't circle the drain or what do we always say? Like
3: like spiral?
1: Don't or... spiral. Yeah. yeah.
2: So just take it one day at a time, even one hour at a time and just solve the next problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So we have a few questions to start closing up here. And I think you guys are going to have some good answers for this. What is your favorite piece of gear? It could be RV related, home related, truck related. Oh, uh,
3: definitely. We bought a Traeger Ranger, like a portable smoker when we started this. And I think our whole family has fallen in love with that thing. We never had any kind of smoker before, but that will be a permanent staple in our, whether we get a bigger one someday or not. But a, a, like a some way to smoke some meat is like yeah. a, a necessity, I think.
2: Mine is the Walker Family Goods bags. I love all of them. What are those? They're just, it's a brand and they, they have different... Bags for double, every double, double bags, bags and backpacks, fanny packs. packs like you name it, they have it and they're all color coordinated. They're fun, just go check them out. They're so fun.
0: Okay, we'll definitely have to go check those <laughs> out. Cause I've never heard of them either. Yeah, yeah. So, on the flip side, what piece of gear was a complete waste of money or space? I guess I always consider space mm-hmm. to be almost equivalent to money, and since it's all at a premium right now,
3: we probably won't agree. The first thing that comes to mind for me is we bought one of those sensors for our uh, propane tanks, so it can tell you how much propane is in there, and they've never worked for me. We've <laughs> I've tried over the last year. Every time I refill, I've tried all the things, and it's just never worked. And I think we spent like a good amount of money on those. I've regretted those from the start. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know what mine is. I don't know. I mean, we just bought gadgets like the. We like the tire pressure monitoring system, Mm -hmm. but we haven't used, what's the other one? The uh, The the Leveler Pro. We've had a
3: lot of problems with that one. The
2: Levelmate Pro was not Mm -hmm. really worth it for us. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I would say avoid those two. I just like using, I have like a big four foot level I use and it works so much better for me.
2: Printer. Mm -hmm. We brought a printer and we used that. That's come in handy a ton. A lot. So
0: maybe think about bringing a printer. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We brought a printer as well and we tend to use it more than I thought we would.
0: I I will not lie I actually thought I was like what are we going to do why are we bringing a printer if we need to print anything we'll just go to like uh, Staples or whatever the print places are and Mm -hmm. no it is definitely come out it's kind of
1: like a washer and dryer like if you have it it's just so convenient the great convenience yeah you spend at minimum of an hour to go print two pieces of paper (laughs) yeah Yeah. what are some of your favorite apps that you have used throughout your travels
2: I love the Nomad Near Me app I am addicted to getting all of the badges. So we have like nine left.
3: (laughs) One time we left the state and she had me turn back (laughs) around because she forgot to get the badge. So we turned back around and drove like another half hour that day to make sure to get that badge.
2: (laughs) Which was Um, weird because I think it was... We went back in the state again. Yeah, it was like Idaho or something. We went out and then it pulled us back in at some point on the drive. So it was a good time. But I love that app. Uh, We use Buddy. That's super convenient.
3: Hugely convenient. And then yeah.
2: I don't know what the one app was called, but it tells you the weather along your route, which yeah. I think there's several that do it. But that came in handy just knowing, like, are we going to hit rain or, you know, what whatever comes up. So,
0: yeah, I don't know that we use one for weather, but we should because we ran into some red flag uh, mm-hmm. winds on part of our travels. And it was like for the whole like day and a half of travel. It was really terrible yeah so you know can folks listening to this connect with you and if so where's the best place to do that
2: definitely on instagram for us we're mainly on instagram venturing together is our handle you can find us there you can reach out if you want to do email hello venturing together at gmail.com and then venturing together over on youtube we're we're going to start adding more videos there so we'd love to hear from you
1: very cool well Sarah and Jake, thank you for joining us on Traveling Families. Hopefully, we'll get to cross paths again, and we'll see you on the road. Yeah, definitely. Bye,
0: guys. (laughs) We hope you found that interview insightful and encourage you to join us on the next episode of Traveling Families.
1: If you want to connect with the traveling community, please head over to travelingfamilies.co to find links to the Facebook group and all of our social media platforms.
0: Check out the show notes for all of the guest links. And if you're interested in seeing what gear other traveling families recommend, we add these items to our Amazon storefront after each episode.
1: Until next time,
0: whether for a day or a lifetime,
1: get out there and travel with your family.